When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And hello, welcome to Unequal Sequel Extra. Your point of conversation, the point of meeting, the point of time. It's all about sequels. I don't know where I'm going with that. Me and, to be honest, me and Rich. <laughs> that was just nonsense. We, we tried an info, info, intro, and I forgot the name of our podcast. So, yeah. so far, it's strong, but... <laughs> we, we've had five goes of this in, introduction now so if this one's not good just what you're getting this is the best one <laughs> yeah hello welcome to unequal sequel um where we talk about sequels and all things sequels and everything fun about sequels and good and bad and basically it's all about sequels did i mention it's about sequels i think you did yes i think you did my yeah. name is dave i'm one of the two hosts of this you know fun podcast and rich is the other <laughs> other host and he talks <laughs> Oh my God! What has happened today? <laughs> How are you? Are we just trying to? Well, I'm, 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 I'm not sure what I am now, mate. <laughs> oh dear! I think we've uh, we've somehow picked the dialogue from this intro from the movie that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Do you want to tell them what we're doing? Yeah, we're uh, we're gonna we're doing an anniversary special, and. Because we don't like to pick good movies, we've chosen Die Another Day, the last of the Pierce Brosnan movies. Some may say the end of Pierce Brosnan's career. <laughs> I think that's a bit harsh, but famously, go back and we did a Best Worst Dream uh, Bond episode when we, we just did. picked, me and Rich picked our our Bond picks, and yeah. this was my my worst then. Yeah, I hadn't wa- I hadn't watched it by that point. I hadn't rewatched it. I don't think. I have now rewatched it. Mm. The anticipation to see if it is still the worst Bond film I will let grow for a while. Mm. Um, but this came out 20 years ago. 20 I want years everyone ago, to yeah. feel really old now. 20 <laughs> years ago. I've got to be honest with you. I thought it was longer. Did I, you? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised it's only 20 years ago. Feels like 25, maybe 30. I would have put it. I would put it solidly in the nineties. This movie, and it's not. It's two thousand and two. I don't know. It, it feels like a two thousand, early two thousand film. Does it? Oh, Watching okay. it, yeah. Hmm. Felt um, like a yeah. Felt like a late nineties for me. But then you know maybe that's that's quite close. I suppose. This was the fortieth year anniversary of Bond when this came out, so it was a big deal. Mm. I read out quite early. It was the highest grossing Bond at the time. I was like, isn't that every Bond? Every time yeah, they released yeah. a Bond, it, <laughs> it should have made more money. Definitely at this point. That's no judge of whether it's good or not, though, is it? Right? So ev- no. every everyone gets like loads of people go to see Bond films. Doesn't matter if they're good, bad, or ugly. Um, it makes a ton yeah. of money. Yeah, 
always makes cash. Do you remember seeing it before we go into a synopsis? I do not. I definitely didn't watch it at the cinema. Really? Yeah, definitely not. Um, so two, so like November two thousand and two. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have been getting ready to go. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Essentially, so November two thousand and two was about the sort of time my life had completely fallen apart. Oh blow! <laughs> so I was not in a place for James Bond. Um, and yeah, I was trying to figure out what to do with my life before I went to uni. Right. Wow. I hadn't. I hadn't decided to go to university at this point. I'd you haven't started like, flying by that point. No, no, I hadn't. No, like so. I think it came cra- a crashing realization. I wasn't going to be a professional rugby player, and I'd also been made redundant from my job. So talking about racing as well. Where you can tank, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd been to college and done motorsport engineering and stuff, and I had my own race team, and that had all completely fallen to pieces. So yeah, all my dreams, all my dreams shattered. Shattered. A lot has happened in twenty years. Then <laughs> a lot has happened in twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's where I was. Two thousand. I remember seeing this in cinema. Do I you? remember sold out screening. I remember sitting very close to the front. Uh, you know when you you feel like you're looking up the nostrils that mm. close to a front of a screen. Yeah, yeah. You know those pieces, the, those three uh, rows of uh, seats at the front that you think, who sits there? Why do they put them there? Mm. Uh, it was one of those. It was it oh, was okay. the front. Oh wow! So yeah. You were very um, close. Yeah, so I didn't believe it was that bad until I rewatched it. To be honest, this one because I was like, I think I, I think I watched it on DVD or video or something like after it was before I went to uni, but after it was, you know, I didn't watch it at the cinema, and all I kind of remember is Invisible Car and Halle Berry. <laughs> well, I can understand life. why a man of our age at yeah. that point would remember 20, Halle Berry. Twenty-two-year-old man, like. I was like <laughs> Harry Benny and Barry in an orange bikini. That's that's been that's, all that's you there. Need to know. <laughs> that's all I've got. Um, shall you? When I say you, you. Yeah. Do you want to give the the listeners the synopsis? Yeah. You prepared for this I'm one? I'm gonna or? try because it's somewhat it's lazy. complicated. It's it's so lazy. <laughs> but okay, we'll get into that. Okay, so James Bond is captured by the North Koreans and held prisoner. There's, there's more to it than that, but I'm skipping over it because it's all bullshit. Um, and then is finally released after the government does a deal for a, for a, a North Korean prisoner that they've got. Um, but Bond is convinced that there's someone inside MI6 who is b- the betraying him. And then, yeah, he basically does a runner from MI6. They revoke his license to kill and he disappears off to Cuba to go and live his life. But also determined to figure out what's going on for some reason. He doesn't go to live his life. He goes to find the what's his face? Zhao. Yeah, yeah, sorry, he goes to go and find the yeah. I think you're thinking one of the later Daniel Craig ones when he goes to somewhere to try and live his life. Yeah, keep going, you're doing great. Probably right. I think I'm wishful thinking. Yeah, so yeah, uh, so there's this Zhao guy who's one of the North Koreans, and then there's this mysterious millionaire called Gray Gustavo Graves or something, yeah. something like something yeah. like that. You're right, you're nailing it. And there's some sort of giant laser, and they go to an ice palace, and I'm lost. Like that's like, that is that is like I'm sorry. I wish I could do it more quality in there, but it's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does take a bit of every every film that you've watched recently yeah uh, just before too but like there's a little bit of face off um mm. 
there is a bit still, of that, isn't there? Oh, man. It's, uh, yeah. It's, so I was surprised when I rewatched this movie. Like, obviously, the first kind of couple of minutes of the surfing is really stupid um, and looks like a Sega Mega Drive game. But actually, I kind of. I was kind of on board for the first 20 minutes or so. Like, Bond. Make Bond fucks up. Like he gets captured. Did you notice anything different about the credits? Uh, no. It's the first time they've ever incorporated the storyline into the oh, credits. Oh right, okay. So he's getting he's getting tortured throughout. Basically, what I noticed was the song is awful. Oh yes, the Madonna song. The oh, I will get to Madonna in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but the song is terrible. Um, yeah, so yeah, he gets captured, which you don't kind of Bond doesn't make mistakes very often. So I was like, oh, I'm no. down for that. It's quite different. And, you know, like they kind of break him. He's there for like 14 months. He doesn't he escape. Is, yeah. There's no daring escape from Bond. Like he gets released because the government do a deal. So yeah, it's kind of a different. I was like, oh, this is a bit different. This isn't like infallible Bond. And I thought maybe we're going to go in a direction where he's all broken and he's got to rebuild his life again and stuff like the. Daniel Craig one we talked about mm. but no <laughs> do you think they did the the surfing bit just to set up the later surfing bit I think they just did the or surfing or did they think that was cool I think they just did the surfing bit because surfing was quite cool that at that point but maybe they did set up the, the next bit the, the, the second surfing bit is the fucking most awful thing I've ever seen like my yeah. god that's worse than Ghost Rider the CGI on that <laughs> The CGI in this film, I think we'll we'll keep coming back to it, is yeah, well, atrocious, appalling. It, it seems like it's not even well rendered because it keeps. I mean, not being funny, but it was appalling in two thousand and two, right? It's mm. not just that we're judging it by modern standards. It was appalling by the standards that we were making movies in our first year of university in two thousand and three that looked better than that. <laughs> Do you think this film was already on a back foot as soon as because I think Born Identity came out like two three months before it yeah i think that would have... and do you think when they watched that they thought fuck we're in trouble now well, it's it, too by that point it's too late it did have a massive film. rewrite though didn't it and a re well, it's a it's a bond film there's always rewrites yeah. and reshoots i'm you know i don't want to go too much into that because they always go back but do you think people have seen born and born set up i mean born kills the, the craig james yeah. bond basically isn't it as as we knew it like yeah i think that was the final nail in the coffin for the Pierce Brosnan era of Bond. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I'll give you one thing. I think Brosnan looks absolutely amazing in a suit. I think he rocks a the suit. The man is is a dashing uh, gentleman. His relationship with younger women makes me feel a little oh. bit... I did want to ask you about this. Did you think it's a little bit Roger Moore-ish in A View to I Kill? I think it's again? awful. I, 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 it genuinely makes me feel icky. Until I get to the end and with, the, with Money Penny... And I was like, oh, finally, an age-appropriate woman for Bond. And turns out, it's all virtual reality. It's all and virtual actually, reality. Money Penny's just rubbing up a d on a desk. <laughs> Thinking about I mean, Bond. She has to get her, she's, get her kicks where she can. She's been trying for that for ages. Yeah. I agree with you. I, thought, I finally thought the end of this film first. I was like, oh, wow, they're actually... Money Penny's going to get a bit of love in here. And mm. then they pulled the rug from underneath our feet. So we're going in. We've already seen Bourne. The CGI is bad. You've heard probably some of the stories about, you know, uh, reshoots and whatever we just mentioned. Yeah. Um, you didn't go and see it in the cinema. Nope. 
So I'm guessing at not this point... Not a big point, Bond fan, you see. So it's you're not, not a big Bond fan. I'm not a massive Bond fan, but I did go to the cinema. I mean, how bad must it have been for us to be disappointed into it at that period? Oh, yeah, probably pretty bad, to be honest. Like... <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I would have been won how, over just by the low, Jaguar yeah. with a big gun on it. You know, that's that's like. I actually went oh, and saw man. that at the British Motor Museum last week. We went, Did you? Yeah, we went for a little visit with my son for half term, and yeah, we so we saw that in the British Motor Museum. So, the one with the gun on the back. The one with the gun on the back, not the, the green one. Yeah, the green one, not the invisible one, obviously, because you know it's invisible. Oh, I do so. I do have to ask about the invisible car because you know about cars and you're quite technology savvy, right? Is that <laughs> is that possible? No, at, at the time, I was like, "This is." I buy. You can buy a lot into Bond, the gadgets mm. and whatnot. But from even for me, that was one step. Too you would far. need about a million cameras around that car, projecting like a million. It, no, it isn't possible. Essentially, I don't. Okay. I don't. But by all means, prove me wrong. But I know I'm some people have uh, have invented like an invisibility cloak, like a Harry Potter invisibility cloak. But it only works if you like hold it up like a sheet. And it's got a camera, right. and then it reprojects onto it, but not a three D image like a car. Isn't that what they've think... done in one of Mission Impossible's debut? Something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I feel. Yeah, because they move it along with the with the yeah down the corridor, don't they? And yeah, the bloke sat there. Yeah, I think that's more achievable. It's weird when you talk about Mission Impossible because that always feels like it's moving with the times a little bit. Mm. Uh, and this Bond just felt already in two thousand two felt like it's it was already it was like a nineteen ninety eight film. Kind yeah. Of yeah and we said we like Brosnan he can deliver lines I don't think he can deliver every line in this film the bit no, his first no. interaction with Halle Berry's jinx makes oh, me it's awful. Oh, the tongue innuendo's horrible it's like I'm watching a carry on film it's oh no it's it yeah, it's it's really horrible. I think he looks good in a suit. I don't. He think looks he amazing. Can de- I don't think he can deliver dialogue. I think I think he can deliver fight scenes. I don't think I could ever believe him. It was him surfing at the beginning. No, definitely not. Or the, or the, or the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, the end is clearly a, a CGI, you know. Yeah. Mess. Can we? Uh, so, so the bad guy is yeah. the son of the Korean general at the start. Yeah. The one who's got the diamonds, and he somehow had a face transplant to make him look like face and DNA, sound everything. like yeah, yes. yeah, like uh, an, an English person. How does nobody know? Nobody go like, where's this eccentric English billionaire come out of? Come from all of a sudden? It's, it's the same thing where we also when we get talk about Ghostbusters too, and if they just looked, if there was purple <laughs> yeah. slime, if they just looked into this man's background, they'd probably find yeah. out. That, this man doesn't exist, mm. uh, and he's pretty he's famous. Not, like you know, he drops into like Buckingham Elon Musk. Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, know, you know, yeah. He's like he's not like I don't know. It's weird. Do you, Toby Stevens plays the bad guy. Yeah. What do you think of him? I mean, as he as he he's Dave Maggie Smith's son, right? Is he? Yeah, yeah. In real life. Yeah, in real Fuck life. Off. Yeah, Sorry. no, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he really is. I promise. I don't think he's done much since this, has he? He's done black sales. He's always popping up in stuff. Okay. Toby Stevens. Some theatre stuff, I think, isn't he? Theatre, like... some war films. I'm pretty sure I see him. Lots of historical things. Sharp. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in. Okay. As a bad guy in Sharp one day. He's, he's quite a bad guy. kind of face. He just guns, <laughs> guns yeah. for this film. Like, grrr. yeah, true. With the evil smile. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's great. I don't. Did you first time you see it? Did you know the twist before it? Uh, 
the twist, as in like who who the he he is there, yeah. Oh, I well, mean, he's... it's pretty obvious early on, but did you guess it when you? I don't. I can't remember to be honest. Yeah, I can't remember either. I think I was like oh, <laughs> fucking stupid. <laughs> I th- yeah, I, I mean, I just seen face off. Nicholas Cage and John Travolta just had their change faces changed around. I think and... I was probably just still st- struggling to get over Halle Berry's your mama jokes. <laughs> Can you believe they were going to do a spin-off of this film with her in it? I was reading about it today on um, Wikipedia. Do you want me to read a bit? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I mean, before you do that, I watched this with my wife, and she went, has Halle Berry ever been good in anything? <laughs> I was like, uh, Monster's Ball, I think. But <laughs> Monster's Ball, she won an Oscar for. Yeah, exactly. That was, I mean, she was damn good in that. But I'm Flintstones, you know, I like... <laughs> <laughs> is that bad to say Flintstones? I like her as Storm in X-Men. She never got a fair crack of the whips, to be honest. No, when, true, true. When she did, but obviously she's made some stinkers. Yeah, she definitely has, yeah. yeah. Go on then, you read out from Wikipedia what you were going to... Apparently there was going to be a spin-off uh, in 2003 with Jinx. Uh, it was re- originally reported that MGM were keen to set up a, se- a series that would be a Winter Olympics alternative to the main series. Sorry, it's like they're saying Winter Olympics is not as good as the Summer Olympics, (laughs) but well done for everyone taking part. Uh, MGM are considered developing a spin-off film based on Michelle Yeoh's character from Tomorrow Never Dies. She's a much more kick-ass character, I think. The spin-off jinx was announced. It was actually announced. They They said they were going to do this. In 2002, the director of this wanted to do it. But Stephen Frears was ultimately hired. Now, Stephen Frears is not an action director, I'm afraid. No. He did High Fidelity and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Barry and Michael Madsen were originally going to reprise their roles of Jinx and Falco. I mean, why have we got an American... Uh, okay, go on. <laughs> <laughs> While Jinx's lover was going to be played by J- Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Thank you. I got there eventually. I just had to get there. Bardem would later play Silver in Skyfall. Mm. Uh, the film would have revolved around Jinx's entry into the NSA, revealing that she'd been adopted by Falco after being orphaned in a bombing and being hired by him and the RAND Corporation to the job at the NSA as a favour. I mean, they, I mean they, they describe, they, they, they describe it as a Euro thriller, a Bourne type esque. Oh, man. In 2020, Bailey revealed that the character was cancelled over its $18 million budget, saying that nobody was ready to sink their kind of money 18 into... $18 million? Bl- yeah. One eight, not 80? 80. 80 million. 80. I thought you said 18 million. I was like, that's 80. nothing. <laughs> 80. Nobody was ready to sink their kind of money into a black female action star. Oh, that's a shame. Purpose and Wade, the writer, said the decision was ultimately influenced by the failure of several films uh, mm. with female stars, including... Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle, and Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Okay, right. There's a lot to delve into that. There's a lot to delve into in that. It's, it's, it's a massive shame that it got cancelled because it would be nice to have a black female lead of an action movie, to be honest. Um, mm. Especially but also, then, it sounds fucking awful. <laughs> well, the po- the problem was that the the, the 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 disappointment in the box office... Actually, this made money, so probably not that. Mm. But the re- critical reception... Stopped yeah. Pierce Brosnan because he was too old at this point as well, yeah, guys. Yeah. And they wanted to go to that Daniel Craig, and they decided to do that, you know, 180 for Whip. So they weren't going to do suddenly do another movie of this weird spin off character no, of Jinx from a film true. that's not longer yeah. going to carry on. But yeah, I've got a question about Harry Belly's Jinx character. Harry Belly, yep, go on. <laughs> Harry, 
Did I say Did I say Harry Belly? <laughs> I think so. I mean Halle Berry. Oh God, it's been a long day. Yeah. So her and Pierce Brosnan are, you know, getting down to it, and she stops mid coitus and pulls out a pear from nowhere. Where'd she get that from? Where's Where's she hiding the pear? I don't know. A bit steamy though for Bond, wasn't it? It it was a bit steamy for Bond. A woman on top. Yeah, I know. But the pear! (laughs) (laughs) It was very unsexy. It was so unsexy. Those two together, for me, wasn't... Uh, yeah, it was a combination. So and when you got Rosamund Pike as well in it, who's also trying very hard. Yeah. Well. Ultimately, is I mean, you look at this and then you look what she did in why well, can't I think of the film when she uh, Gone Baby, not Gone Baby, Gone, Gone Girl, Gone Girl. Thank you. <laughs> when she really is a yeah, yeah, she's amazing in that a psycho bitch. Yeah, yeah. You she's... can see her growth. From, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. This is one of her first parts. To yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't think I can blame Rosamund Pike too much for this because obviously, I think everyone's bad in it, and so that's yes. got to be down to the writing and the directing. Surely, it's not down to the actors. Yes. Do you know what the writer, the, the director, did after this? Uh, went and sat in a dark room and thought about what he'd no. done. You could watch you watch this and think, you know, Triple X is pretty hot right now. Oh, did he do Triple X? Triple X two. Right. Directly after this. Okay, that makes sense. I think that's hilarious. But yeah, they. Li- I think they literally watched Triple X and thought, this is what we need to do. Yeah. We need to have more extreme sports. I mean, we've got a, a car that can drive over ice really quickly. Um, and fencing. Fencing. <laughs> <laughs> right, do you want to get into Madonna now? Oh, yes. What the hell? <laughs> she must have got the deal, right? I'm going to do the okay. song. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act in it. What has happened to Madonna? And who replaced her with a malfunctioning robot? Like, she's like... Mate, this is 20 years ago, so... Oh! Like, her light delivery is ridiculous! Yeah, but I don't want to be horrible to Madonna. Brilliant, brilliant singer. You know, icon. Yeah. yeah Acting. Yeah. No. Evita, she's good in. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Yeah, yeah, true. But in this, she's like... Awful. Like... Oh, something about the, but one line she goes. She goes, "No, I don't get involved in cockfights." <laughs> like, what? what happened to you? <laughs> it's like she had it in her ear, and they were just trying reading it yeah. out to her. No, it she is was bad. like a robot that had gone wrong. Like, in a series like... of bad things, it she really sticks out. I mean, to, yeah, 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 yeah. There are a few things that stick out in this movie, and Madonna is. One of them for, for well, two, two reasons. for two reasons because the song is awful. Song is I, awful. I still don't think it's Jack Black and Alicia Keys awful, but it's still. Oh, you think it's worse? Talking of the yeah, talking of sound, it's not good. What the hell was going on with the every? Like, there was a bit where they're on the the ice thick place, and the, the the car chase is happening, and every time Which the camera, cool. yeah, but every time the camera moves, there's a whooshing noise. Well, that's two thousand two. What's that about? That's MTV Movie Awards kind of thing. That's, that is, that is. This is what I'm saying. At this point, the early two thousands, they're still trying to find their feet of what, what that era is going to so look like. So off putting. It's like so off putting. Yeah, well, that's what's come off of the early two thousand films. It is bad. <laughs> yeah, true. Especially from two thousand two thousand to two thousand two, I would say is incredibly shit. Mm. And then you know, <sighs> it starts getting a little bit better. Yeah. But, 
Yeah. So then we get um we get John Cleese as Q, who he was introduced in the last one. He was. He was the he was like Q's apprentice, wasn't he, or something? Because Desmond one. Lewin is it Lewin? Yeah, Lewin. I think sadly yeah. passed away just before this film. But they did that brilliant Passover bit in the in World of Not Enough, which, which is actually really touching because mm. he kind of says bye and he the, the elevator goes down and. He, at that point, you didn't know, but that was the last time you'll ever see him. It's really, you think, wow, yeah. that's what a way to go out. And John Cleese, I don't think he's bad as Q. I, I didn't, didn't really like him. Like, There's a reason you never see him again, Rich. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's... Did you like all the nods in the, the in his bit though? The the 40th year anniversary. Yeah, thing, yeah, they got all the they had all the gadgets out, didn't they? They were like, are they saying that they're all one big storyline? Because I've always <sighs> taken in my head that it's always. I don't know. It's always weird. Bill Bond's weird, isn't it? Bond because is weird. Yeah, I don't know. Each film feels a bit of its time, mm. and they clearly can't all be the same man. No, I I don't know. I think it was yeah. Some of that stuff was a bit weird. Like again, just a bit too on the nose. Like, but it's always like Bond picking stuff up and holding it to the camera, going, "Ah, remember this." Uh, yeah, uh, we should we should <laughs> talk about the advertising because someone described it as buy another day, <laughs> which made me chuckle. Yeah, There's a lot of but apparently endorsements in this film could made made the film a hundred million dollars. Wow, I mean, yeah, Rolex, Aston Martin, uh, Jaguar, Sony Ericsson, Sony Ericsson. Bond yeah. loves a Sony Ericsson. <laughs> ridiculous oh dear Jeez. yeah suits the, the wine else Bond loves an abandoned what? tube station I thought that's quite cool have you ever tried to find that door that he goes down next to no. Westminster Bridge I want to say sort of it's... next to that old, that old arcade isn't it it's Is next like... to near Shrek's yeah Shrek Shrek's, 2 whatever oh, it yeah, is Shrek's big amusement thing that awful bit of London where it's just nightmare there's a McDonald's there that's underground it's like walking into a cesspit Hmm. gone off topic there because I had to go to a toilet there once and it was the worst thing I've ever did <laughs> yeah so I'm guessing we weren't surprised to see when Bond ended after this no no do you think like thinking about the bad guy like Graves the baddie mm. do you think he's a bit of a Bond clone but without the the you know the, the good bits the whole film is like that because they've got another fucking satellite with that shoots. I mean, I'm, that's Goldeneye, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's like they've taken bits from other Bonds films. It's really lazy writing, writers. Yeah, and then and tried to make this this film, and you feel like you've seen it all before, kind of thing. Mm. Also, okay, <laughs> I might be horribly wrong here, but you know, at the beginning, there's a North Korean woman, a uh, soldier woman. Yeah. Is she meant to be Rosamund Pike's character? But with the whole... No. So they just drop that character? Because they keep zooming in on her. No, yeah, I think they just drop her. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And did you know that it was, at the end wasn't meant to be the North Korea border thing? It was meant to be through Manhattan. But then 9-11 happened, so they had to change that quickly. Oh, wow, okay. And that lot of Korean people boycotted this film. South Korea, North Korea, they all boycotted it because they weren't happy with how they were represented. 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 Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can't believe, like, I can't imagine a lot of North Koreans go and watch Bond movies anyway. They would have <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because representation is quite big now hmm. i mean there's always going to be some bad guys it used to be the russians for the 80s and then you know i've got north koreans and then some people don't even put names on it top gun maverick yeah it's yeah it's just it's just there i don't know i think i still think i still think north korea is that kind of country that you know you can have as a sinister bad guys <laughs> Because they're kind of it... sinister bad guys, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't know. I just this 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 movie is kind of everything I really hate about Bond. Basically, it is, isn't He's it? Smarmy and icky, and the female characters are awful. The gadgets are stupid. Like it's just yeah. CGI is the is the oh, worst. God, the bit CGI. when he's surfing with the the tidal wave. Be surfing uh, on like the bonnet of a car. All like... looks bad that bit. But that is the bit I remember seeing in the cinema and just feeling really angry. Which at that point I was like, "Can you just kill him with a laser, please? I'm done." <laughs> I, I don't understand how there's this massive tidal wave like that going through, and then he just scoops up at the end, and the wave just dies yeah. down. Like I'm not going to go over that bit, land. Like if that's oh. a tsunami, that's that's gonna <laughs> yeah, true. That's gonna wipe out everything. True. Also. Not to sound like you, it's really, really long. It's Praise. so <laughs> it's so fucking dull too. It really is. I was watching it for. I felt like I was watching it for hours. <laughs> I, started... I mean, you've got the beginning bit. You've got the beginning bit, and then you've got forty-five minutes until they get to Cuba, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And if you can tell me what they, ha- else happens in that forty-five minutes, nothing, nothing. Absolutely, he doesn't even meet the bad guy. To think at that point, no, no, no. The, the bad he meets the bad guy in London, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, because you met the other guy, the diamond face guy, yeah. who was also in Fast and Furious. He was so hot right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's done since. What is it? Rick, Rick Yun. Why did they leave the bits of diamond embedded in his face? Why didn't they take Okay, I wanted to ask you this as well. You could get them out, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not like he's going to bleed to death. <laughs> like, it's not like... like a, yeah, it wouldn't be hard. Maybe just left Maybe them in the, de- the look. Yeah, de- decoration. Yeah. Did yeah. they blow? Did the blast blow his eyebrows off as well? Like, is that? No, like... I think that's because he was having the transformation. He's in the middle of the oh right the okay. DNA genetic change thing. That's when uh, Bond uh, interrupted that. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. But that is a guess because <laughs> it doesn't tell you, does it? Like, <laughs> I it doesn't work. No. Um, we, it's interesting to see. I think the biggest incredible thing about this is that it is now 20 years old, and I can't believe that's 20 years. Yeah. Well, it makes me feel incredibly To old. me, it feels like older than 20 years old. But watching it back, like, I, I get that it was 20 years ago, but watching it back, I was like, this is a 90s movie. Must does, be. Yeah. Like, but no. It feels like it's one they've written in the 90s, and they're just looking around like, oh, that would do. Like you we'll said, it, it feels like, like bits of other Bond movies they've just pieced together to make another movie. And none of it really I feel works. Like that's, I always feel that's the way of an end of a Bond, you know, uh, life. Like, I felt that way at the end of Roger Moore. Mm. Um, definitely Pierce Brosnan. Even P- uh, Sean Connery. It gets, they all get silly towards the end. The only one that hasn't really done it, and I really love you, though. <laughs> no Time to Die. The, I just, they show, just, seem to show respect to Daniel Craig's character. I just really don't... I wouldn't say there's any Bond film I really love. Like, Skyfall's the closest I've got, and that's basically because it's Home Alone for grown-ups. You picked Quantum of Solace as your worst ever Yeah, Bond film. I did. 
does this now? Ah, uh, yeah. Trump maybe. Man. Maybe. Welcome to the club, Rich. <laughs> I was right. Yeah, you could have been. You could be right. You could be. I'd have to think on it a bit more. I might have to watch Quantum of Solace again, but I'm not sure I've got it in me to do that. <laughs> I mean, weird thing about Quantum of Solace is we've spoken to a lot of people now, and it's come up a few times. Like, oh no, it's really good. Yeah, Boy, people, yeah there are people that like it. There, there are. So maybe I'm maybe I need to watch it again. But no one likes this one. No, no one true. has come on and said, you know what? So there must be someone who likes it. Everyone's bad film is someone's favourite film. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're trying to get that across. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mark, we haven't even talked about the Michael Marden American character in here. That oh, just it's really in. forgettable, that's why. I barely remembered he was in it, to be honest. I, I barely remembered Rosamund Pike was in it, so you said. <laughs> Every time I watched it, I'm surprised. Yeah. And then the, she, they put her in a skimpy outfit at the end. I'm like, why? Well, okay. Why? Yeah. She's now fighting. Uh, do you know Kelly why Berry they didn't put her in a skimpy outfit before that? Because apparently she was pregnant when they started filming. I feel like she's pregnant during every film. <laughs> I've heard that rumor of Rosamund Pike. I think, unless I read that about something else, I'm sure I read that about this film. That like she was pregnant at the start, and so she was in like had always had stuff in front of her and things so to hide it. Um, and then yeah, they didn't, they put her skimpy outfit at the end because she'd had the baby by then. Yeah, but she was only in it for a little bit. Like, do you care to hear what they the um, Rotten Tomato thought about it? Audience and Tomato Meter. This is quite interesting. Oh, okay. Nick it from our lovely friends from the Sequelizers. Yes, guys, we listen. <laughs> yeah, we listen to you. Yeah, we know we're stealing your, your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, go for it. Go on then. So, critics and audience score. Okay, you know. so critic score, I would say, I think audience score will be higher. I think critic score, thirty eight percent. Right, and audience score. I would say audience score. Seventy-one. Uh, okay, you're gonna be surprised here. Okay, critics, fifty-six percent. That's too high. <laughs> this is only out of two hundred twenty-three reviews. By okay, it's still too high. Uh, audience score. Yeah, forty-one percent. Wow. Okay, totally but, wrong on that one. But there is a lot. They're they're, they're two hundred fifty thousand plus ratings. Right. Okay. So yeah. majority, but they're not wrong. They're not, they're not wrong. wrong. Let's go on to ours. Okay. I think we've. There's no way we can celebrate this film. It's, for me, we're watching it about it was just to see if it's as bad as we remembered, and it. Twenty minutes it in, I thought this is gonna. This actually might be a bit interesting, and then it slowly flushes itself down. That's the, toilet. the only interesting bit. Of the film is the beginning bit <laughs> yeah, when yeah, he's getting true. tortured. Yeah, yeah, that is the only interesting bit. As soon as he's out, it's. Because I thought he was gonna have like a, a bit, a bit anti MI6, you know, a bit kind of. Bit but of PTSD. Yeah, it doesn't get anywhere near that. Man's been it? tortured constantly and stung for by like fourteen months. It Scorpions, says, doesn't it? Yeah, no, no not having it. Anyway, yeah. So the, I'm not going to give it zero because for for sort of twenty minutes, I thought this is going somewhere that I like. And I is it as bad as Halloween ends? Well, it's a different level of well. I think it probably is. So I think I think I would give it half a star. Yeah, I'm with you. It's so cheap looking. Is it an unequal sequel, Dave? It's definitely worse than the one before it, right? Yes. What's the one yes. before it? World is Not Enough. World is Not Enough, which is a dull bond, but in no yeah. way a badly made bond. I mean, yeah, like I said in one of the episodes, 
Judy Dench fixes a clock for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's got but Robert Carlyle's being bad. and Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely worse. It's definitely unequal sequel. Yeah. It's, it looks so cheap. It's, yeah. I, it, it wouldn't does. surprise me. Uh, my lawyer, uh, lawyers are told me, uh, allegedly, you know, I would say someone's nicking money from somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no way the budget of this film is on that screen. No, that's Unless true. visual effects, like the visual effects of the but buildings, which is like... It was the yes, most sir. commercially successful Bond movie ever and, at that point, though, wasn't it? most of the money was coming from commercial deals. Yeah, true. So this is how they make Bonds for a lot of money, because they mm. do stupid things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I give it a half. It's, You'd give I, it half as I, well. I stick. This is still the, my worst. Still not as bad as Matrix Renovations or whatever it's called. It's <laughs> is the it is. Uh, Matrix Renovations is better than this. Uh, but Halloween Kills is nev- next level bad in my eyes. I'm still not quite sure. That, <laughs> Halloween Kills makes me angry. But Halloween ends, you mean? Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Ends. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. <laughs> That's um, Halloween Kills. Yeah, I know. Which is is now brilliant in my eyes compared to the last one. We've st- got to stop. That made me angry, Halloween Yeah, Kills. yeah. Dying Over Day, it, I would put in the disappointment camp. Mm. But it is also rubbish. But, but you gave Halloween Ends a higher score than you've given this. No. You did. Okay. You gave, gave it one, one star. Yeah, you've just, give, you just, just said oh, half for bollocks. this. Let's give one each then. <laughs> Oh, good. Done well. Good. <laughs> See us out, Rich. On that note, if you enjoyed this shambolic episode, when me and Dave appear to be having some sort of breakdown, <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to slightly better episodes where we make a little bit more sense, not much, but a little then we've got loads of episodes for you to go back and listen to. Go all the way back to the first episode with Hello Hara. Don't worry about the technical stuff, because it gets better. Um, and yeah, have a little listen to everything. Click the subscribe button, click the auto-download button, or drop into your pod shop of choice every single week, and you can listen to our dulcet tones. We are in the middle of season four of our interview episodes, so don't forget to check those out. There'll be a new one coming on Monday. We've had some brilliant guests. I can't wait for you to hear them. Um, And also, if you love us, like really, really love us, you could give us a little review. Give us a heart. Give us a five stars. Type us out a little review on Apple Podcasts. We'd really like that. But if you do really love us, you might want to hear even more from us. And so each of our interview episodes, we've done a sequel so there's a sequel to each of the interview episodes and you can only get it exclusively on Another Slice. So go to www.anotherslice.com forward slash unequal sequel. You're able to find us there. You can subscribe for two ninety nine a month and that will get you a bucket load of extra content. It'll also give you the chance to tell us what other extra content you want us to do. So we're planning loads of other things, loads of exciting stuff that you'll only get if you're on Another Slice if you're a subscriber so go along and check that out I think we're going to run some competitions to maybe give some subscriptions away so maybe keep listening out on that 
Um, but yeah, if there's stuff you want us to want us to do, if there's things you want to review, if you completely disagree with us and think Die Another Day is the best Bond movie ever, then uh, let us know. We're on social media at Unequal Sequel on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also drop us an email Unequal Sequel Hotmail dot com. Brilliant. I mean, we're still on Twitter until it burns to the ground. Right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and oh, and don't forget, obviously, all of our interview episodes and these extra episodes will always be free forever on all the platforms. On all the platforms. The another slice is a, lo- a load more stuff. So. Yeah, I think we decided uh, we're going to do something. I'm going to try and think of a catchy name about franchises, like mm. franchise filler, filler yeah. franchise. Anyway, we're going to pick a franchise and watch it one by one. But they're not like your typical franchises. No. So Weird. So me and franchise. Rich are quite excited. I'm quite excited about it actually. Mm. Yeah. He yeah. Ex- excited's a word. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be a bit excited, but really excited to get started on that. And I've got no house to say. So you've got any house to say, Rich? No, that's me. Okay, it is a fare thee well from me, mm-hmm. and it is a goodbye from here. Bye. See you on the flip side. Go and watch a Bond film, but a good one. Not this one, for fuck's sake. No. Which one would you suggest? A Skyfall. Actually, Skyfall is ten years old. I think. Is it? Yeah. Should have done that. Bye.